this is the Joyful Mama Show. We want to help you take actionable steps toward dreams that have more impact, family life that has more peace, and motherhood that has more joy. We think that it's time for moms to rise up in entrepreneurship and change the world. But let's face it, it's hard to sort through all of the ways we get stuck in our own heads and all of the things we feel like we're supposed to be doing. How can we change the world when we're overwhelmed with trying not to feel overwhelmed about homeschooling or power struggles with our kids or taking care of our own hearts, our bodies, and our minds? We want to give you the tools to find rest, joy, and healing while also taking your business and your dreams to the next level. You know you were made for more than hustle. You can feel that you were made for more than the lies that hold you back. And we believe that you were made for amazing things that impact the kingdom of God and the people that God has given you to impact for Him. You were made to be a joyful mama, to have a heart that is thriving, not striving. And we want to help you step into the fullness of all you were created to become. It's funny you you bring up like just the ministry world. And I've never been an, a missionary. I've not actively had to live on race support. I have many friends who have, and I can just imagine the stress of that and the almost like a helplessness feeling mm-hmm. like I have to, I have to hope that the person who made the commitment to support me on a monthly basis isn't going to pull the plug or something's not going to come up for them where this is uh, an added expense that isn't necessary. And then I'm not able (laughs) to fulfill my, you know, obligations because this is a, a, an expense that's dispensable, you know, that would be really, really hard. I'm sure that it was hard. Yeah. And there's a lot of missionaries that come off the field just for financial reasons. And it's so sad that that's the model. Like, I think it's starting to change a little bit, but the model so of ministry is kind of just really messed up. Like it's such a relying on other people in like an unhealthy way. Like, of mm-hmm. course, we want to give people the opportunity to sow into something that's amazing because you reap what you sow. Right. But yeah but being reliant on them in this, like, I don't know, just an unhealthy way. Like you have to have them. And if they drop you, like, what do you, I don't know. It's just, you're always looking for people to give you money. It's kind of like, we're not really living, um, in this abundant mindset. And I think like, you know, the Lord spoke to me so much, I don't know, maybe seven or eight years ago about the older brother and the story of, the prodigal son. And when I realized like I was the older brother, like in the story, the older brother is angry that the father is lavishing all of his, this huge party on the prodigal son that has returned and, you know, went his own way. And the older brother is very angry about it. And like, I have been here in the palace with you this whole time. And he's like, how are you spending all these resources on this kid, my younger brother that betrayed you. And the father looks to the older brother and says, but you've been here all along and everything I have is yours. And I think like, as I realized, oh my gosh, I'm the older brother that doesn't believe that I already live in the palace and everything God has is mine. Like I'm part of the family. He's my father. And when you live in the father's house, you go into the fridge and you get whatever you need. Like you go into the cupboard, you just grab what you, what you need for that day. Like you don't go beg 
the father, Mm -hmm. can I please have some milk? Like, no, it's your house. You live in it. And so I think just getting that mindset more of like, this is my house. This is where I live. I'm, I'm in my father's house. I'm, I'm a child of God. I live in the kingdom. Like it's these truths that I've known all my life, but as I'm realizing how they've held me back in the area of money, because money is neutral. Like you can do good with it or you can do bad with it. One thing God does ask us to do with everything is to steward it and to multiply it. And when I realized there was like a call in the parable of the talents, when like to multiply the things that God has given me, including money, um, that put such a like new perspective. It was like putting on a new pair of glasses and have it having a new lens of viewing the world and viewing like my responsibility in the kingdom as a kingdom citizen. Like I am, that's my responsibility is to steward what he's given me and to multiply it and make it more because that's what the kingdom is. It's always growing. It's always expanding. It's always multiplying. Like how God made our cells to multiply, like it's in his nature to grow and expand. And so when I do that and I have that mentality, I am partnering with God in the very, like, like how he created the world. So we're co-creating together. We're co like imagining together. Like it is a true partnership, like the bride and the bridegroom. And so for me, that's been a huge part of my journey. It's mostly mindset. It is. It is. I love how you brought up the difference between relying on people for provision versus just an invitation to partner in something because you know that by sowing, they will reap. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with sales, you know, whether we're inviting someone to purchase a product or a service, or we're missionaries inviting people to sow into, you know, our mission it turns icky when we're attached to the outcome. When I'm like, I need you to do this so that I can survive. I need to sell this thing because my income depends on it. I need you to buy my whatever so that I can pay my bills. That's where it gets like, but when we live in this mindset of abundance and I'm unattached because I know that my, my number one, um, and really only source is God. And if you don't buy it, someone will. And even in business, you know, everything, sorry, if that's really loud. I've got kids in the background. Everything can be, you know, if you do the same thing enough times, a ratio will appear. So you can get to a place in your business where, you know, if I, if you have 10 conversations, seven are going to say no, and three are going to say yes. And it doesn't really matter who says no, or who says yes, because a pattern and data emerges from the, and then as you get better at your storytelling and you get better at sharing the value and giving before you ever ask for someone to transact with you in any way, then that seven no's and three yeses can turn to four yeses and six no's. But it's funny that you said that the, the model is even starting to evolve because Maya, as you know, is involved in this online school this year. And one of the things that they're trying to do is, and it's like the tagline for the school is like raising up creators. And every year the school goes on a missions trip, like the high schoolers get to go on a missions trip. But instead of having the kids raise donations to support and fund their trip, 
they encourage them to start a, a business, like a service-based business, so that they're going out into the community or even doing something online and they're creating something that people can invest in and putting value out in the marketplace. And so I just wanted to share that with you because I think it's so encouraging that there are people out there who are seeing like, how can we still give people opportunity to sew into something, but creating an exchange where yes, you're sowing and reaping, but you're also creating value and creating Mm -hmm. something that will, you know, be a blessing to someone in turn for them sewing into your whatever. So Mm -hmm. anyway, I love this conversation and I love that I see so many women that I've known over the years and even many that I've just recently started to build a relationship with who are catching this and they're seeing that this isn't just for, I, I remember hearing women talk about this and they've made millions and they've done these amazing things. I'm like, I will never be one of them. I'm not, I don't have the personality. I don't have the charisma. I'm not outgoing enough. I, I can't do all those things. Like that's reserved for a different classification. Like I'm, I'm the homeschool mom. Mm. I, I would rather just stay in my pajamas all day and drink coffee and hang out with my kids. I'll never be on a stage. I'll never have a book or a podcast or whatever. And here we are mm-hmm. <laughs> recording a podcast, which is the craziest thing. But it seemed like I that's not for me. That's reserved for the other kinds of moms who are like talented and special. And I'm none of those things. Mm-hmm. I, not that I didn't think I was special, but you know what I'm saying? And I'm seeing so many like normal moms like us, like regular moms catching this vision and believing it for themselves and starting to create with God, create something. And how many things have we created (laughs) and how many things have we just, you know, we're just taking imperfect action on the way to finding the thing that will be the thing. Right. And we never know when it's going to be the right thing that finally catches and God breathes on it. And then the prosperity and the wealth and the abundance comes, but it's so fun. The journey of just being God's yes girl and saying, I'm going to create with you and I'm going to put value out there and I'm going to serve people and I'm going to get to know people. I'm going to find what problems are existing out there in the world and see if together, Jesus, you and I can bring solutions. And I just want to love people really well. And somehow let's make that a business. (laughs) Somehow Mm -hmm. let's on the way to that, you know, just serving and taking care of people. Let's, let's use that to create abundance in resources too, for my family. And, and it, it starts like so small and it feels like this is never going to work for me, but the journey of not giving up and not stopping and continuing to try, even when it feels like you've failed, even when it, it seems like that thing, you just, (laughs) that thing you just co-created with God flopped and like two people bought it continuing to to go and run and do it it's such an amazing adventure to be on and i love meeting other moms who are like us who are on that journey of figuring it out together and so if that's you we we totally want to hear from you send us a message we want to encourage your heart and just give you the pat on the back keep going keep running it's it's worth it's a worthwhile endeavor to be on a mission to create wealth for your family and for the glory of God. It's worth it. It's worth the blood, the sweat, the tears, the sleepless nights, you know, getting up early, staying up late, the the outgrowing even relationships with people who maybe don't have the same 
drive and ambition that you do, it's it's all so worth it. And if you're on this journey with us, we're proud of you. I love that. Yeah. I love that. All right. We will talk to you, beautiful women, next week. See ya. See ya. To get our free heart-centered homeschooling ebook or to book a breakthrough call about homeschooling or business with Sarah, visit the links in the description of this podcast. Also, we always want to hear your questions or ideas for new podcasts, so do please slide into our DMs on Instagram or post in our Facebook group. We would love to hear from you. 